What up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Black X5 Podcast. My name is Carl, and I'm excited to be rocking with you guys for yet another episode. Hope everybody had a great weekend. I know I did. I did some fun stuff. If you don't follow me on social media, make sure you go ahead and check it out. My Instagram usually is cracking on the weekends and not gonna lie. Uh, I try to keep it cracking during the weekday too, but um, you know, I'm on a, I want to bounce back. So I do work pretty much 12 hours a day and I always slide in some podcasting because y'all know I love podcasting, but anyway, enough about me. Um, what I want to jump into today, I want to kind of jump right into it because, you know, I want to kind of power through a series of topics this week, right? So I'm calling it this week, the reverse expat, you know, so when you go abroad, you kind of know what to expect. And I'm not, and even with just traveling, uh, but particularly with living, you know, when you go abroad, you have to make new friends, you have to find a house, you have to find a car or scooter or motorcycle, depending on how you want to get around or figure out the bus system. If you don't want to buy a scooter, if you don't want to buy a motor vehicle, um, you know, you have to figure out how to get around, whether it's getting to work. Um, funny enough, most jobs I've seen or heard of specifically in Taiwan, but all over the world, they either one, get you housing or accommodation close enough to walk to work. Um, or two, I know for the engineers that work in Taiwan that have amazing homes and amazing salaries, to be honest, um, they'll get them a car or help them acquire a car or even buy them a car, right? Which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Um, but anyway, but you no, know, that's something that you have to adjust to. But what I want to focus on for this week, you know, is when you come back home uh, and you become the reverse expat, right? Yes, I have friends and we all have friends from our hometowns and home states and home places, but you know, they change just as you change from being abroad. When you come back home, things change, right? Now, some things stay the same. Maybe where they live has stayed the same. Uh, the things they like to do for fun has stayed the same. Some of those things do stay, you know, similar to what you know and what you remember, but personalities change, you know, experiences change. Uh, you don't talk about those experiences as in depth if you would, if you were, you know, in the same place at the same time. So it's really important to, you know, to kind of reflect on that and keep that in mind when you're coming back because you kind of become a reverse expat in the space that you are already in. And, you know, I've talked about this in different ways before um, on the podcast, but I'm specifically want to focus on friendships just for today, like the friendship experience, what that is like, what that encompasses um, and how that feels, right? Because it feels very, very different. Now I've been away for 11 years, but, you know, even if you've, when I went to college and came back, it was different, right? My friends had developed, you know, relationships and not necessarily even friendships, just experiences and ways of doing things, you know, without me being there. You know, when I come back, it's like, yeah, you know, let's link up. We're guys, we're buddies, we're friends, whatever. Um, but it's still an adjustment period for both sides. And I know for those of us who who date and have dated while having friendships, but friendships that were, you know, consuming or consumed a lot of your time, a lot of your energy and a lot of your, your fun parts, right? Uh, the fun parts of your life, it's difficult when you're dating because you're like, man, I want to hang out with the guys. And your girl's like, <clears throat> but this ain't what we usually do. Or, you know, your boyfriend's like, yeah, I know you want to kick it with your girls or whatever, but you know, like, can I come? And you're like, nah, man, it's brunch. And, you know, now that we're older, it sounds crazy to say things like this, but it is something that happens and it's not an organic transition, right? Because it doesn't happen as often. Like, I don't have any friends myself that's lived abroad and that's come back. And I'm like, yeah, let's kick it all the time. Like, I've always been that friend that's kind of come back. And I've been fortunate. I'm very fortunate to have good friends who welcome me back and welcome me back into their lives. And then we do different things, so on and so forth. So I've been fortunate enough to have that just as a result of having amazing friends. But, you know, it is, it is an adjustment. 
right? It is different. Like imagine leaving your home state, you know, with your close friends for a year, right? And, but you don't talk every day. Like think about it. How often do you talk to your friends now? Your good friends, right? And if you're an expat, answer that for yourself. If you're not, answer it for yourself. You probably text them and talk to them all the time. Now imagine being 12 hours ahead and then being 12 hours behind. And when they're awake, you're at work. And when you're asleep, they're at work. And then when they're going to sleep, you're, you're, you're up working. Like, is this, it depends on the time zone. Like there's so many different ways to look about doing that. You know what I mean? So like, just imagine those things being true and then trying to figure out how to fit them into your day to day. Now I've had situations where I've texted a friend something back home and I, they've gotten back to me eight hours later. Right. But then those eight hours, you kind of start figuring shit out. Right. Like you don't, you don't just, oh man, I got to wait eight hours, see what my friend says and kind of figure out what to do. Like, no, you don't have that time. Same thing goes for parents. Like some friends you can wake up out of their sleep, but you don't want to do that all the time. Right. That's not the kind of friendship you want to have. That's not the kind of friend you even want to be. So like really, really like imagine that. And then, you know, imagine coming back, you know, to the States after 11 years, but this time it's permanent. Right. So think when those expats come back home, it's for the summer. Right. For some reason, summertime Chicago just feels like a party. It feels like nobody's ever at work. It's like, yeah, I'm on vacation or I'm taking a long weekend or it's Fourth of July weekend. Because, you know, when you come back, you deal with jet lag. So it's two weeks of just sleep and family time. And then it's like, okay, well, now that I'm not jet lag, I want to spend more time up with my family. Then the weekends are for friends. So it's kind of like a natural transition into what you would normally do if you had been here for the entire time. And then there's that, man, I haven't seen you in forever. Let's hang out. There's that from all of your friends. But what about when that goes away? When it's, yeah, dog, I just seen you last week, but you know, I'm getting back to my regular schedule program. It's not the 4th of July anymore. We're not doing fireworks. I'm not barbecuing. I'm not cooking. I'm just going back to my regular day to day, you know, and I have a, I have a calendar. I'm booked up, bro. I'm booked and busy. <laughs> it could be entrepreneur friends. It could be with family stuff. It could be relationships. It could be anything but like, you know, what happens then? And again, I'm not saying that I necessarily go through this. Um, again, I have great friends and I love them, but that's not the case. And they and they make it a point to reach out, to connect, you know, and to hang out with me. But that's not an experience that I share, that everyone shares, that everyone has, right? That's not their lived reality where it's like, yeah, my friend just woke me back. It's like nothing. Like, hey, we ain't missed the beat. That's cool. Like, don't even worry about it, man. Like, we all good. Like, that's not everybody's lived experience. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's super fascinating when you like sit there and think about it and put everything into context, right? You contextualize it all. And you're like, man, it, it, it is a friendship adjustment. And if you're on the receiving end of that as a friend, like, how do you, how do you internalize that? How do you talk about that as a friend of an expat, right? Like, do you dive right into those deep conversations? Like I have friends I've known since I was 12, 13 years old, once as I was five, right? And when we talk, we talk for hours because we lose so much time in the middle that our initial conversation, our first few conversations are so long because you're like, man, yeah, I didn't tell you about that. Or man, yeah, let me fill you in on this. Or yeah, man, this actually did happen. You know? So it's like, you know what? Let me, let me fill you in. Let me, let me bring you up to speed. Cause when I'm saying these things, I want you to get it. Or I'm using certain lingo. Like I want you to, I want you to be hip to the lingo that I'm going to be using. Like I realize that you don't understand what I'm saying. Let me, let me make it make sense for you. Like there's a lot that goes into it, like a whole lot that goes into it and a whole lot to consider and a whole lot to think about. So again, it's just, 
it's 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 just really fascinating because you know on one side you think about the family adjustment, but your family is your family. Like I spent four years away from my family for pretty much eight or nine months out of the year because I was in college, right? Yeah, I went home for the weekend sometimes, but you know they were like, oh yeah, you go. Sometimes I didn't come home for four or five months. And at the beginning, I came home once a month. Because I was hungry and I wanted to go to work and I wanted to have extra money. You know, when I say I was hungry, I mean, I wanted some of my mama cooking. My mama can cook. I don't know about y'all mama. My mama be throwing down. But yeah, like they kind of, you know, were used to that in and out, in and out. And think about it. When you, when I became 16 or when you became 16 and you got a car and you got a job, how often were you trying, were you trying to be in the house? Right. You get that taste of freedom, that taste of independence, that taste of I can do whatever I want. You know, you're like, oh man, I love this. I love this feeling. Um, but I guess the older you get, and I don't know if this is true for many others, the more you kind of want that feeling back, right? That feeling of my family is just here. They're always around me. They're like my blanket of comfort, right? So, you know, as we, as we're younger, when we love, we're attached to our family, you know, like babies there. Oh, mommy, daddy, don't leave me, pick me up, spoiled. And then once you reach adolescence and you're going to be a teenager, you're just fighting to get away. And then, right, once you, you know, 20s, 21, you just, ah, oh, broke away, freedom. And then by the time you hit 30, you're like, damn, I miss my mom. <laughs> like, I just want to be around my dad. I just want to kick it with my sister. I want to travel with my sister, right? And then you have kids. It's like, oh, I want my kids to be around my family because I want them to be raised the way that I was raised. Like, it's such an interesting cycle, but it's not the same cycle for friendship. Or is it? Right? Is it similar? Like, do you think similarly? Like, do you see yourself hang do you, or do you find yourself hanging out with friends that you've had when you were younger? Or do you see yourself outgrowing your friends and finding new friends? But then how authentic and how real and how original are those friendships if you keep cycling through friends? Right? Like again, I know I'm fortunate and beyond blessed to have friends I've known since high school and grammar school and elementary school that are still in my life. I love them. They also know me better than most people. They pick up on little things. I can trust them with any and everything because they know many, many things about me. Maybe not everything because when I've been abroad, when I come back, I tell them everything. It's like, yeah, man, that's crazy. I do that. And I want to hear everything that they've done too. And and it has to be a double-sided relationship. One of the things I learned early on when I first started coming back and talking, interacting with my friends was you have to listen to what they've been through. And there's value in that, right? There's, val- there's value in friendship, obviously, but, you know, it's not just you. It's them. Like, what have they done? What have they been going through? What have they experienced? How can you be helpful to them? How can you help them adjust to whatever they've been going through? Like, one of the things that I really hated is that, you know, one of my good best friends that went into higher, you know, administration and, you know, was on the track to be vice president of the company, and I just wasn't here to talk with him and through an experience that he had with leadership. I had had all these years of leadership experience, but then when a friend of mine needed me and I picked up and I knew that he needed me after talking to him after the fact, I couldn't be there. And I know that it's not my fault or his fault, but it's like, man, I felt bad for not being there. And that was a learning moment for me to be a better friend. Even when you're not physically present, you have to be there. So it's not just a text, how you doing, what's up, what you need. Like it's more than that. It's all right. I'm going to carve out space in my in my life, not just in my calendar, in my life, just to talk to you, just to be a friend to you, even though we're miles apart, because your friendship is means a lot to me. I love you. When I come back, you're there. If you know if you ever came to where I am, 
I'm here for you. I got you. I'm going to show you around. Make sure you have a good time, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, these things are important. But, like, being a reverse expat, when you come back and you're staying for an extended period of time, like, not just a couple months or a couple weeks, like, several months, years even, like, undefined amount of time, but you're committing that amount of time, right? What does that mean, right? So, again, this is a little something to think about. I want to – this is a happy topic. You know, I start my Mondays off with a – with an upbeat topic. But yeah, if you got some great friends out there, let them know. I was the last time you told your friend, like, man, you're a good ass friend to me. Thank you. You always there when I need you. Even when you're not, you can't be there. You make it a point to follow up and reach out to me. I love you. Thank you for being a good friend. Right? Like, and not all friends are good friends in the same way. Some friends are negative as hell. And you don't want to be around them. But what? But you know, but when they when you meet them, they're there. So I just acknowledging what friends you have and in what way and the benefits of that. So that's all I got for today, y'all. Have an amazing Monday. Have an even better remaining of your week. I love y'all. I'm Carl, the Black Expat. I'll see you guys on Wednesday.